Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle. And you know us, we're that HR analytics dashboard that's helping all of you HR and people leaders out there scratching your head thinking, why is my HR reporting process so manual, tedious, and time consuming? And you're always asking, why isn't there a better way? Well, you're in luck because there is. Employee Cycle is that HR analytics dashboard that has pre-built integration connectors to the most popular systems across HRIS, ATS, engagement, performance, rewards and recognition, OKR management, employer brand, to be able to bring all your data from all your disconnected systems into one place. That's right. You now can have one source of truth for you to view, share, track, and analyze all your HR data from one place. If you would like to discuss how we can help you automate your HR reporting and analytics process, please go to EmployeeCycle.com. We would love to give you a demo. But that's enough about me and our company because today we have an awesome guest and it's her very first time on a podcast. So we're so excited to introduce her to the podcast world. Please help me welcome to the show, Joy Young. She's the VP of People at Suzy. And today we're going to discuss how to stay connected in a remote environment. Joy, welcome to the podcast. Joy, welcome! (laughs) Thank you. That's a warm welcome. Um, I might need to do another podcast. (laughs) Yes. uh, My my joke that people have heard multiple times is, for a very small fee, whenever you get on a Zoom call, I will be there to introduce you just like that. And so if you would like that, we could talk about that after the show. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. So, Joy, we're going to kick this show off the best way we know how, and that's by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? I think it's the typical answer, right? I, I fell into it. Um, I started in recruiting and um, that was very fortunate to have a boss who is still a mentor today who opened up uh, my exposure to other areas of HR. And basically from that point on, I have been a generalist um, and I've worked in hospitality, finance, healthcare. And for the last few years, I've been in the startup or high growth organization space, either um, building out the the people function um, or, you know, joining a team and just really helping to operationalize some things and, and help with strategy. Awesome. So, Joy, today we're talking about how to stay connected in a remote environment. And I think most people understand what remote work is, people working from different places and different locations. But this word connected is really interesting because it can mean a lot of different things to different people. And so what does it mean for an organization to be and feel connected? Yeah, so I think, you know, at the at the minimum, um, connected to the company's mission, its values, its its purpose, um, essentially. So making sure that everybody that works at that organization is clear on that and aligns with that and it's something that they can respond to. I think beyond that, um, it's you know, at an individual level, okay, I understand the mission and all of these things, but how does my role contribute to to helping to accomplish that mission or um, add to the vision of the company? And then there's a social component, right, as well. Like, 
not only do you need to be connected to these mission values goals, but also to your coworkers. Um, like, you know, when we're in an office environment, you could easily go over to somebody's desk, say hello, have a little chit chat. And, you know, that kind of helped you with your, your work day. Um, a lot of those interactions are kind of uh, are more challenging, I guess, now in this remote environment. So I like the way you broke that out. And I think that's the way that we should actually talk about this for our audience. So we'll talk about how does it or how would you make your employees feel connected to the mission, vision, values? How do they make sure that the work that they're doing feels connected to the overall purpose of the company? And then also we'll talk about what does it mean to be connected physically? Because it seems as though that physical component might actually be a little nuanced because I'm sure Slack could potentially make you feel connected, even though it's not in person. So let's first start off with the mission, vision, values. What does it mean for the team to be connected to those? Does that mean if you walk up to them and say, recite the mission and vision that they could say it? <laughs> so what, what, what does that mean exactly? Right. No. Um, right. No, because that's what I would love to do. Be like, do you know what our values are now? Um, but I think it starts even from the point of recruiting that, you know, the, the recruiters, the talent acquisition teams should be sharing that with potential candidates, right? Um, making sure that they're, they're clear on that and, and what that means. I think that, you know, once somebody joins us, um, then it is that mission and values is communicated at town halls, at, um, you know, the, the team meetings and the one-to-ones with managers and really, you know, helping um, the employees to see, like, how their role contributes to that, right? And so it's almost like you're continuously reinforcing. There's always some update saying, hey, this is what we said our mission is. These are some of the things that we are doing um, to to make that uh, mission a reality or that vision a reality. Um, so I think that, you know, that that's important. And I think that you have to build in processes, uh, policies, benefits that actually align with a lot of these things that you say the company represents. Um, and so I think that that's essential. So there's so many parts to it, but um, I think that good companies are open and, and communicating this on a regular basis um, just so that employees are clear, but then also uh, tying that back to to their um, specific roles. I don't remember who said this or why I read this or if I'm just totally making this up, but <laughs> I believe I saw something that said mission, vision, and values are things that can just be in a piece of paper or be listed on the wall, but culture is the way how the team acts out those mission, visions, and values. And so if you do believe that to be true, how do you understand that in a remote work environment? How do you validate that that's happening? And if you don't believe that that's true, then why not? No, I think that's that's a pretty accurate definition, right? So I think, yeah, it's. I, I was at another company and they're like, we're just going to post the values on the wall. And I was like, what? I'm like, that doesn't help. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, so you don't want to do that. But it's things like, okay, if you say that, you know, we value diversity at an organization. All right. Well, what what thing 
things are you doing to that? Do we have employee resource groups? Do we have um, a clear mission statement around diversity? Um, are we looking at our salaries to make sure that when it comes to gender and other underrepresented groups, are we actually taking steps to um, really solve some of those issues? Um, when we look at our hiring, um, are we being effective um, in actually, you know, getting underrepresented groups um, into the pipeline, especially around in, in the tech space and not only the pipeline, but once we do hire you know, diverse um, employees, then are we creating an environment where they feel like they belong? Um, and so it's, it, it is, it's more than just posting things on a wall. You have to put in place um, policies, procedures, you have to have, you know, lots of data around this as well to make sure um, that you're actually, you know, holding true to some of the things that you say you, that, that you value as a company. Got it. That makes a lot of sense to me. And so as we move to the next thing that you were mentioning in regards to making sure that everyone feels connected to the work, what does that look like at Suzy? And if it's the same, what do you think are best practices around this? Because I know a lot of companies, especially during the pandemic, has implemented OKRs. Some had it before, but now a lot definitely have it because they believe it's a good way to keep everyone connected. So how do you believe at Suzy, but then also just in general, how you should go about helping employees really feel that their work is connected to the overall impact of the company? Yeah. So um, <laughs> I think my boss would be like, okay, ours. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but it's just interesting. So we still have some work to do around that at Suzy. And one of the things that I'm looking at is um, inputting a goal setting methodology. I have used OKRs in the past at companies, and I've seen them work very well, and I've also seen them work not so well. So, um, you know, as I'm still, you know, fairly new at Suzy, I am trying to, you know, understand what will work for Suzy. I don't want to put in place a system or a process that doesn't make sense for our culture and what we need to accomplish. I think that. Susie has done a great job of giving like the high level goals of what we need to accomplish this year. So we all know what the North Star moments are. But I think that um, we still have a little bit to do around, okay, making that more realistic for the employees and making sure that they're clear on what they're being measured against and how it's going to contribute to that overall goal. I think right now we're doing a great job of having, you know, conversations in our one to ones with our teams and saying, look, you know, this is why this is a priority for our team. This is what it looks like for you in your day-to-day -day role. But I think we could do a better job about, you know, documenting that and, you know, making sure that employees have something to go back to to be clear, okay, yes, this is the priority. This is why I'm doing this type of work. Um, but I don't, I don't want to like poo-poo OKRs or anything, but I think it's companies have to consider like what they, again, what their mission, their values, purpose are, um, and then decide what methodology will work best for them. But I do think that there should be some type of methodology. I've never thought about this until listening to some of the things you were saying about making employees feel connected to their role or having their role be connected to the overall outcome of the business. But what I'm trying to figure out now is how does this disconnect happen? And what I mean by that is person is hired at a company person obviously 
believes that the work that they'll be doing in that role is important. Otherwise, ideally, they wouldn't have applied for the job. They clearly know the skills that they have to do the job. They start doing the job, and then the person feels that their work is not connected to the outcome of the company. How does that happen? I've actually never said that out loud before. And so now I'm trying to figure out how how does that actually happen in practice? Yeah. So I think that it it can happen um, if, you know, the company hasn't been very clear about the goals and, um, you know, it, it it happens like they, you know, have these goals and they're like, okay, this is what we're going to do, but they might not have thought about the necessary hiring or the, the talent that they'll need in order to accomplish those goals. So there could be a disconnect there uh, where it's like, okay, we said we want these goals and we think we need this type of person to, to complete these goals, but that might not be exactly uh, the right match uh, for the person or the company. I think that companies really have to be very clear on what the goals are. I mean, like super black and white when it comes to those things. I think that another thing is when there's a pivot, right? And especially, as you know, in the tech space, like we pivot pretty quickly. Um, I think, you know, one of our values at uh, Susie is moving at the speed of culture. And so sometimes you make the pivot, but you don't always communicate to the teams as quickly as you should. And so there could be a disconnect there. And it's like, wait, I was moving in this direction and now we're moving in that direction, but I don't understand why. So I think that those are two things that come to mind for me about why there could be a disconnect. Got it. Thank you for helping me understand that because I was (laughs) struggling trying to see how that disconnect happens in practice, but that makes all the sense in the world. And so the third thing that we want to chat about here is this physical slash social connection that everyone's trying to figure out how to do right. Because on one hand, if you don't do enough of it, no one will feel connected. If you do too much of it, then it almost feels like forced fun. Mm -hmm. And forced fun by definition is not fun. Right. (laughs) So tell me about this. How do you think about this and how are you doing this at Susie? So I think that I want people to build in more of a fun factor. It's very easy now to jump into Zoom meetings and just like get right to the work. Where before, when you're in the office, you might have a little bit of banter, maybe talk about the weekend before you dive into some of the topics. So one of the things that um, we've been doing in our meetings is doing like question of the day or some trivia at the beginning of the meetings. Like we built in some time, um, especially the people team, um, to have a little fun at the beginning before we dive into the to the work stuff. I think that's something that, you know, has, you know, benefited folks. Um, we have Donut, which I think a lot of companies have now, where you get the random pairing so you can meet uh, people across the company. We have Susie Days, uh, which are just fun days. And if you are in, um, you know, cities where we have our largest populations, uh, we organize events. So the most recent one for New York was um, at Chelsea Piers, which is a day of fun. But if you're outside of those areas, you can also, you know, it's a day off for you and you can um, go and you know, do something fun and the company reimburses you. Um, and I think even if you're in New York, you don't have to go to Susie Day. But I think also having somebody who's dedicated to employee experience, which we have um, a director that is always looking for fun ways to get people connected, um, whether it be through some Slack challenges, um, things like that. 
But I think what I'm, I'm learning or what I'm appreciating, especially at Susie, is that we are very, you have to be intentional about building these social connections now that we're not all sitting in the same office. Joy, this has been an amazing episode. And like I, I love to say, my heart smiles when I get to interview somebody for their very first podcast and introduce them <laughs> to the podcast world. And I'm sure now you're going to be asked to be on every other podcast because you've been on our show. So we won't even charge you for that. Hopefully you'll become <laughs> famous after this. But Joy, seriously, thank you so much for dropping all your gems of wisdom, dealing with all my questions and really helping to educate and uplift the HR community. So thank you so much for being on the Employee Cycle Podcast. Woo! Go, Joy! <laughs> so, Joy, a couple questions here as we close out. Where can people find you and Susie online? Yeah, so um, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you can find my profile there. And then Susie, spelled S-U-Z-Y, it's also has a significant presence on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Um, our CEO actually just kicked off a new podcast. So I would recommend that you check that out as well. Um, You can find the links on our our LinkedIn page, especially. So Awesome. Thanks again, Joy, for being such a great podcast guest. And for all you listeners out there, if you enjoyed this episode just as much as Joy and I did making it, then please leave us a five-star rating to show that we provided some great content here. Also, if this is your very first time listening to the Employee Cycle Podcast, and now you're hungry for more episodes, please subscribe to Employee Cycle Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders out there, please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.